This is Cultural Quarter of an Hour and I'm Charlotte Foster. Every week we will be exploring the culture of Stoke-on-Trent and the surrounding area. Some weeks I'll be visiting events, other weeks I'll be looking back at our history, but always with an eye on the future. And you'll also hear the stories of the people who make this area just what it is. Culture is all around us. It's in the buildings, it's deep underground, it's in the air, and of course, it's in our blood. It was about a year ago this week that I came up along to the cultural quarter in Hanley, plonked myself down on this exact bit of seating, you know, the grey bits that you can all just sit down on, and very nervously recorded the first bit, the first introduction to cultural quarter of an hour. Didn't know what was going to happen after that, didn't know how it was going to take off. Um, It's been a fantastic year. No, I've been very quiet of late. Sometimes you just have to take a break from things, but we are back. We are good to go. Looking ahead to a really brilliant next 12 months. Looking back, it's been a 12 months of ups and downs, hasn't it? We had the glorious summer last year and beyond where we were fighting for our chance to be city of culture. But whilst we were doing that, we were making so many discoveries about ourselves and about each other. This year, I, or for the next 12 months, I really want to focus on people and the, the, the stories that are needing to be told. So that's what I think the next 12 months is about. That's not to say if there's an event or something fun going on, of course I'll turn up. You know me, I like turning up at these sorts of things, don't I? So hopefully I'll be seeing you all around. I am back on it. And um, this episode was actually recorded a long time ago. Um, so apologies to everyone who was involved in Makefest when I said I'd turn up and record it. I did turn up and record it. I never got the podcast out. So this is for everyone who was involved in Makefest. It took place in the library in Hanley. And it was great fun. I had a great day. And loads of people turned up and had a good time as well. This is just a flavour of what's out there. I think I found the noisiest part of the library. It does seem to be dying down a little bit. But in this noisy corner, I'm speaking to Spoz the Poet. Hello. How you doing? You are right? I'm very well. What are you doing here today? I, I have no idea. I just thought I'd come along to Stoke, have a lovely day, eat some oat cakes, and suddenly I was rounded up and corralled into the library and, and dropped into the corner and somebody said, write poems in that corner or we'll tie your shoelaces together. So I thought I ought to, really. That is a serious threat. Yeah. I thought, no, um, the lovely people of uh, Stoke Libraries have invited me along to to participate in Makefest, which is brilliant, which I did last year, which was great. Um, And uh, and I'm I'm sat here in the corner writing poems, mainly limericks, because they're nice and quick, and, and, and it does challenge the brain a little bit, as we've just found, trying to get suitable rhymes for your name Charlotte so there you go yeah as I say I've challenged you and you've written two uh, limericks for me do you want to mm. should we, should we, yeah, read them right, okay so this one was you know I spent I spent ages on this as, as you saw when you were sat here with me you know it must have been seconds yeah. I don't know there was a young lady called Charlotte whose favourite colour was scarlet. Her shoes were like blue believe me it's true which made her a budding young starlet 
my favourite bit about that is if you use the use of the word young, not once young but twice. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Always flatter the people that, that you're writing poems for. That's the, the golden rule. And then we've got one that's um, just titled The Worst Limerick. The Worst Limerick. Yeah, this is, uh, to be fair, I think this is probably the, the better one of the two, in my opinion, I think. But anyway, we'll, we'll go with it. So, yeah, this one's for you again. There was a young lady called Charlotte whose favourite colour was green. She wore some nice glasses and kicked lots of pebbles which scuffed her shoes a lot. I quite like that one. There you go. It's... It, it appeals to my daft sense of humour. <laughs> so how did you get into poetry and becoming a poet? Um, well, I used to have a proper job, funnily enough. Uh, I used to work for a car company called uh, MG Rover. Um, and I used to write lyrics for songs. I've been playing in bands for years. And I just found I had a knack for writing words. Uh, and I really enjoyed writing lyrics for songs. So I started to sort of drop the, the melodies and the chords and just stick to the words. Um, and so I do use a lot of rhythm and, and rhyme a lot, although I've, I've dabbled in, in other forms of poetry, um, you know, which, which is great uh, and a lot of fun. Makes it sound like some kind of illicit substance, doesn't it? I've dabbled in other forms of poetry. Um, but it's, uh, I, I just found I had a knack for it and I enjoy doing it. And that's the thing. If you enjoy something, do it. And what do you hope to, obviously write lots of poems there, but do you hope to maybe just spark a couple of creative brains going that's always a bonus if if young people come along and go oh i can do that and they can uh crikey if i can anyone you can you know um so yeah hopefully if it inspires people to to read a little more poetry or just read a little more i mean that was the the other thing really that got me into poetry is that they're generally short so you can you can read a whole load of poems in a short space of time whereas a novel you got to bear with it, haven't you, really? Um, and I do love reading, uh, but I think if, if you're not keen on reading, poetry might be a good way in. I thought I would come along over to where all the noise was when I was talking to sports to find out what's going on, and I've uh, come into the noisy corner, which has suddenly gone quiet. What's your name, please? Uh, my name's John. Um, I'm here with my wife, Katie, and my guide dog on the floor down there is JJ. He, he's proving quite popular here today as well, even though he's got nothing to do with making. <laughs> And what is it that you, you're doing? Your da- your table is filled with the hideous children's toys that you give to people that you don't like because they make a lot of noise, plus a box of springs in, in it. What, what, what's going on here? Right, yeah, um, basically everything on this table I've um, created or modified in, in some sense. I, I, I'm a musician, I've been in bands for decades, and o- over the time our aesthetic has always been towards broken gear and making things work and making things do things that are meant to do and that's the spirit of this so in front of you you've got like you say the kids toys that annoy the hell out of you at christmas um when the kids don't want them anymore i go to charity shops and buy them uh, open them up have a look at the circuit board to see if there's anything that can be tweaked to make them do things that they're not meant to do uh, which normally means slowing the speech down so they sound like they've come out of some horror film or whatnot I like playing with the aesthetics as well. I mean, this is just a voice, but if you were here visually, you'd see a, a train that's got nails hammered into it. You've, you've got um, a bingo caller toy, which I've turned into a zombie, and a pizza chef whose oven has clearly blown up and caused him all sorts of problems. So aesthetics is also, I like to entertain in terms of, of that. Yeah, I've got um, an old box which has got loads of springs jammed in the top of it. Um, that's got some piezo pickup mics on the inside, so when you brush it, 
you get a thunder sound like that. You can be quite musical with it, you can pluck them more gently and you can get some notes out of them and, and whatnot. But that's, that generates some great atmospheres. Next to that I've got something called I've called the Doom Box. Let's have a look at the Doom. I'm going to walk over to the Doom Box. Yeah, so this Doom Box, it's, um, it's actually, you would believe it, if you look at the lid, it's actually an old railway society engineer's box. He would have carried his tools around in it and I found that in a car boot sale. <laughs> And inside it, you've got a little thumb piano, you've got some chimes out of an old mantelpiece clock, uh, various springs, um, some bits of metal that are cut to different lengths here. Those are from a, a lorry mudguard that fell out of a lorry um, near my house, which I cut up, an old Bunsen burner. And the idea is that everything in here has got a little bit of a different character, and you can just basically create an atmosphere. You could score a film with this, you know, you could just basically just start... <laughs> Just imagine the tension building. Oh, it's creeping into the house. What's going to happen next? Uh, just, yeah, it's great. You can just play it for hours, and so that's that. Um, I've got some homemade synths as well, which I've built into various cases. They're not actually plugged into anything at the moment because everything's filled up with the toys and springs and people seem to be enjoying those. The last box is full of little DC motors. Um, and basically, they're DC motors wired backwards. So, for example, this one's out of the platter of a microwave. Of course it is. That, that is a computer hard drive yeah. uh, motor. This one is out of a little portable cassette player from the 80s, and that's a computer cooling fan. And basically, if you spin a motor, every time the, the coil goes around, it creates a pulse. And you get kind of throbs and... So there's no batteries, there's, there's nothing in there at all. It is literally, as you pass the coil around the magnets, you get a little pulse of electricity. And again, just make interesting sounds with it. You've so. had a few people turn up already. Yeah. What kind of reaction are you getting? Um, well, the reaction of, of them is people seem to love bashing these things and creating a racket with it, because it's just, just it's easy, isn't it? You, know, you, you don't need any musical skill or anything like that. It's just the imagination. Um, the toys, the, the, my reaction is I go, oh my god, they're, they're going to run off all over the place with my toys, they're going to break them, they're going to turn the knobs, they're going to crash. Uh, uh, but yeah, so uh, they're fun. People seem to be having fun so far, but my guide dog seems to be attracting the motor station. <laughs> very chilled out. He is very chilled out, yeah, he's quite used to things like this. I'm up and down the country all the time doing, doing this sort of thing, just, just, just for the heck of it, really. Thank you so much for showing me all of this. I'm going to have a little go. My pleasure. So I come upstairs to floor one and I've come to the craft and write area and first thing I've done for is head for the clay because uh, BCB are here of the clay school. Hello. Hello. Welcome. Thank you. So what are we doing here? So today we are promoting Cast of Thousands which is our new project for preparing for the 2019 festival. Um, currently uh, we're working with the Willows School um, as our pioneering school on the project and it will be rolling out to other schools from September, other clay schools, so if you're a clay school you can get involved. Um, but we will be at some public events as well, you can come and make your own figure. So what we're doing today is we're inviting people to make their own figure, we're coding them on the back so you can identify your, your figure and know where it was made. And then throughout the festival, we'll be able to say that the figures made at Makefest will be here or the figures made at this event will be in this location. So you'll be able to come and find your figure and claim it back at the end as well. Fabulous. Yes. So I'm going to have a go, aren't I? Because I can't get away with it. Of course. You need to. <laughs>
So let's let's uh, let's start. I've yes. got the base sorted. You've done that. So there's one thing that'll be good. Yes. Oh well. <laughs> so they're press molded bases. So we're using some traditional techniques um, as well as some kind of you know just basic techniques as well. So we've press molded from a plaster base. Um, the base that you're going to use. We're using uh, terracotta clay, which is good old Stoke-on-Trent terracotta. Um, and then the first thing you're going to do. These are called rolled clay figures. Um, so you're going to make your legs. So you just need to roll a sausage for your legs. Actually, I've done a nice chunky one, like my legs. Yeah. <laughs> chunky legs. Do you know Strong. what? The, the chunkier they are, the stronger Strong. they are. So that's what you need to do. Um, so they always need to be a little bit longer than you think because we're going to then fold them over like that. So kind of making the hips and the legs as well. And then once you've done those, they just get popped on the base. And if you're feeling ambitious, you can bend a knee Ooh. or, you know, have, oh, let's, let's have someone kind of leaning against like that. And then we take, we've got a bit of slip here, which is just really, really good. person well, is now finished. I can't decide if, if he's male or female. And for some reason, they're looking to the side. That came upon when I was putting the hair on. So I quite like I like quite like my person. He's looking good. Very very relaxed. Just taking taking on the world. Just looking at the world. So what happens next to to my, to my little person? So we've we've popped your code on the back so that we know that he was made at Makefest 2018. So we will take them back to our BCB studio where they will be dried and then they will be fired, and then we are going to start displaying them all across the city um, as part of Cast of Thousands. So keep an eye out for him you never know where he might pop up i have to have a big apology now to natalie armitage from bcb because i didn't introduce her on the tape there did i sorry nat i did apologize at the time because i remembered afterwards uh but there you go so i have apologized if you want to find out more about cast of thousands it's a great project it's going on loads of places you can get involved go on the bcb website you can find out all the information there thank you also to spoz for that wonderful couple of poems about me as well really enjoyed make this and i know there's more stuff going on at the library as well again go on the go on website to look at that talking about websites and stuff i know i've been kind of active on twitter that will come back don't you worry facebook do you know what i might even start posting again on facebook if you want to follow me on social media at CQH Pod is Twitter and it is Cultural Quarter and Hour podcast on Facebook. And you know what else? I'm going to spend the next couple of weeks updating the website so we actually have some content on the website. Um, so eventually you can go to www.cqhpod.co.uk because what's the point of paying for a website if you're not going to use it? One day I'll learn these things. Thank you for bearing with me for the last few weeks or so. Sorry it's taken me so long to get back on this. But I'm here. I'm back again. So you know what that means. Yep, next Wednesday will be another podcast.